Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast. The Avs erase the 8-2. It feels good to be on this side of an 8-2 to two, as opposed to the other side of an 8-2. to two. Uh, utter domination, I think, is what John Mitchell said on the uh, Altitude broadcast. Mm-hmm. Just not even, like, forget the scoreline of this game, and it was still a wonderful performance from the Colorado Avalanche, even if they didn't put eight goals in the back of the net. You were halfway through this game, and they'd given up six shots on goal. Yeah. Just ridiculous outplayed in every stretch of the imagination. And I know the Ducks were on a back-to-back and they're tired or whatever, but the Avs went out and did what they were supposed to do. That's a 9-6 team. Yeah. They were 9-6 and six coming into the game tonight. Yep. And yeah, they're on a Sega Baba, but we also talk about you have to take advantage of those situations. The Avs will be on the other end of those at some yep. point this year. Yep. You have a team that that is down. It's, it's kind of the same conversation uh, as when the Devils were here. You have a you have a wounded team. You have something a team that out is, of your control goes your way. Exactly, a team that is vulnerable. You have to take advantage, and they did. The Avalanche did that. And you talk about stringing good games together. You go from a five-one win to an eight-two win, and you start feeling like, all right, maybe the, maybe the bad losses were pretty big anomalies. Yep, and the the focus will immediately shift to. You cannot give it back with a bad performance on Saturday in Dallas. For sure. It's it's eyes forward, absolutely, yeah. for this Colorado team. But for tonight, this is a celebratory podcast. Woo woo. Good times. It's good times right now. AJ, I'm going to put the time on you. 60-second clock. Run down 10 goals for us here. He's, he's warming up. <laughs> You want me to run down 10 goals? I, I mean, do whatever you want to do. The Avs won 8-2. We're done. <laughs> Just kidding. It's a dominant start to the first period for the Avalanche. They do everything right. They score first, finally. Shots on goal are 11-0 when they score, when they get on the board. Uh, <laughs> they, had, they had given up one shot on goal through the majority of the first period. They get a second goal. It's 2-0. Absolutely dominating. They give one up at the end. Everybody overreacts to it because it's still 2-1 and you're a bad bounce away from being in it. Second period, uh, a lot blah, a lot more blah. The yeah. Ducks push. The Avs make it 3-1. Uh, the Ducks push really hard. Best comeback team in the NHL so far against a great third period team. Uh, the Avs drop five on them in the Ooh. third period. The Ducks do get um, another oh. one for funsies, and that's how you have an A2 beating. Ridiculous. Maybe the most... Impressive part of that stat line. None of those goals scored by McKinnon or Rantanen. Not that they weren't involved, Yeah, but none of the goals actually put in the net by your two-star forwards. You score eight goals tonight. You have eight players with multiple points. And Biko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon combined for two points. 
Some nights, the other guys are going. See, you know, for a one-line team, it's not too shabby. <laughs> it's not too shabby, man. Uh, Got him. No, the death was shining. Death was shining. Eric, who gets, uh, you know, who we don't have a king of the game anymore, but who's taking the crown on this one? Is it is it Kiviranta three-point night? Is it uh, Kale McCarr three-point night? Huh. I, we'll talk about Logan O'Connor, who had a fantastic game yeah. on a two-point night. A lot of choices. I got to go Kiviranta. All right. You know, not, I don't even know what his final ice time was, but, you know, you produce three Good points question. at five on five. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's, again, the one line team, you, you guys were just talking about. The it's fourth nice. line is the only yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, you know, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's nice to see guys get rewarded like that. He gets his contract last week, right? A yep. few days ago, whatever yep. it was. Um, and you need that. You need that. And and the abs are rolling right now. If you look at those two <laughs> games, what is it? How many? How much ice? Nine twenty nine. Yeah, that's eight. Hey, listen, that's that's production right there. <laughs> points per sixty. Yeah, casual eighteen points per sixty. Way yeah. up there. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty amazing. You know what I mean? So good on them. Obviously, you just talked about O'Connor. I mean, obviously. He was outstanding as well, but I, I just go back to the first shift of the game. I think McCarr blew by the screen. Yep. And then the second shift, of the, whatever it was, McKinnon blew by the screen. They're like, oh, my God. And then maybe a couple shifts later, LOC was flying on the screen. Like, oh, boy, the boys got their legs tonight. You yeah. know what I mean, it was nice. And and like you said, they played a, uh, I don't want to say a wounded team. I'm saying a tired team, but... That's why I always say I love the NHL schedule. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it all equals out. There's days where the ads have nothing in the tank, and then they go and lose a game. People, oh God, they were awful tonight. I know they had nothing. Well, and then you go into a situation like that, and you lose the game. And then people always go back and say, "Oh my God, that was a tired team. We should have killed them, and they didn't." You know what I mean? So it's kind of nice that they had to win in a sense because they're at home. They're going on the road for two. And then, you know, they haven't been the greatest the last three, four games, but they had a good half of a cracking game. They did what they had to do. I mean, Ruto always says, you know, you can only play the, the game that's on the schedule, right? You yep. can't play another game. I mean, it is what it is. But they did what they had to do. They made sure that as soon as the puck was dropped, they were flying. And it gave an opportunity for the... Uh, for the Ducks to say, like, oh, here we go. All right, we won last night. We'll just take this one off. And it, it was a perfect continuation of the end of that Kraken game, right? It, it looked extremely similar to that third period where the Avs are completely controlling the puck in all three zones, giving Anaheim absolutely nothing. Yeah, And we it, did the math, right? I mean, what yeah, was it was it? like nearly 40 minutes of hockey where they had, what, Two three shot. shots against and one goal against? Combining the two games, right? Kraken yeah. and this one. So it's yeah, they, they snuck a third shot on goal at the end of the Ducks' first they period. They counted so one late, whatever. It was four shots on goal. Um, in, in, so a shot every 10 minutes in on about, In about 42 minutes. Jeez, yeah. that's that's I mean? That means you have the puck the whole night. Yeah. I mean, so when you have the puck, you don't have to defend. And that's the beauty of hockey. You get the puck, you control the game, you make smart decisions with it, and then you have elite talent like the Avs do. Even tonight, again, fourth line looked like they were elite talent. Those plays were amazing. You know, Kibaranta makes that play there. It was fun to watch. It was, uh, you call it execution. You know, if you go back to a few games, I remember Pittsburgh game. They couldn't make a pass. You know what I mean? Like, yep. they couldn't make two passes yep. in a row. And then tonight, the execution was there. It was awesome. And that's the beauty of this league, right? Some nights you get it, some nights you don't.
They and, sure had it tonight. Well, and I, I really like your point about the start of the game because, yeah, the McKinnon line didn't produce a ton of points, or at least McKinnon and Ranton didn't. But that doesn't mean they played a bad game. McKinnon was <laughs> flying up and down the that ice. That line doesn't produce a ton of points. McKinnon has two assists. Natushin scores two that's goals. That's not a ton of points for that. <laughs> Ranton doesn't have any points at all. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a slow night for those guys. So weird, but, man. It's bizarro abs. Uh, God. Tatar really should have scored that I can't believe they're calling this the stop of the game. It's not a save. He doesn't even get it on net. Yeah. yeah it's not a save by Dostal. Yep. It's, there's no, that puck never touches the goaltender. No. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. Quite crazy. Uh, and look, finally, the Avs get the first goal of the game. Yeah, Feels like nice. it's been a while. They certainly deserved it. I don't think anyone would, uh, would argue that point. But... Other side of this, too, Abs have some, I mean, they're perfect on the penalty kill for the night, including some big ones in that first period. Yeah. When, and I know the Abs have played fine at five on five in a lot of their wins or whatever, mm -hmm. but you look at the catastrophic losses, and a lot of them involve them losing the special teams battle. Pretty significantly. Yeah, exactly. they were, what, minus four in the St. Louis game on special teams? Yeah, got rocked in the Vegas game, too. Yep. I mean, just bad. So you, they do it well tonight, and particularly the PK I thought was excellent. Had In the first period, I think they gave up one shot on goal and, like, two PKs. Maybe it was two. Still, super strong work from them. Power play started off okay. Uh, I don't think it was bad, but they weren't scoring on it early. Obviously, as the game went on, they started converting on those. Is this the Val Matushkin breakout game? Um, I mean, we know that deflection, unless you're among the very, 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 very best. Joe those, Pavelski level. Yeah, and Landis Cog. Sure. You know, that those deflection goals are not reliable enough. To say, yes, <laughs> you know that. Oh, hey, you're gonna be able to do this consistently. He's on a heater right now. Great, he needed it. But is this the breakout? I don't know. He was great tonight. Um, so totally. I'll, I'll focus on that. But yeah, I. He he's playing <laughs> alongside those two guys. He needs it needs to be. It really True. needs to be. He was hunting pucks, though. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's what I love. He's got that reach. The feet are moving. He knocks pucks loose. Things happen. You know, if he keeps doing that, if he keeps playing like that, of course he's going to have some success. And and I think that's why guys like 26, I mean, 29 and 96 <laughs> like playing with a guy like that. He does yeah. a lot of the hard work, the dirty work. Yep. It's not easy. He's got a great engine. Looks like he's feeling good. You know what I mean? I'm talking about... Feet wise, and you know, his ankle, his yeah. ankles, and I said feet, but ankles, but whatever, it's all part of the same all area. Um, it's kind of nice to see, you know. What I mean, you, he's got that step, and and when he goes, he's just relentless. And when he goes like that, then he's very successful. I mean, and his first goal, what is it? It's him through the neutral yeah, zone, yeah, yeah. getting creates the, zone the entire play with his feet, and then he he gets in, passes the puck to the other guys, and then he goes to the front of the net and waits and tips a puck in. Yeah, and, 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 I liked it, and I liked everybody's wall play, right? You know, I mean, even yep. on the first goal, Tatar, which is not known as a hard, you know, tough to play against yeah. on the wall. Like, Definitely. It, you know what I mean? He plays hard. He, he plays firm. You know, 
gets advantage. I don't remember who he beats there, but it takes advantage maybe of a tired player. You know what I mean? Like from on a back-to-back night, then all of a sudden there's a scramble in front, and then they get that beautiful one nothing lead. I mean, the Avs are a different team when they, they score first. We know that. Um, I think any team is. I, I'm, I'm a guy that puts a big emphasis on first goal of games all the time, and especially in playoffs. So I think that's a habit you get in the regular season. Colorado's just played so well this year with the lead, obviously in the third periods, but in entire games. They, they just feel near unstoppable when they get out ahead. They have been nothing short of exceptional when playing with the lead. Yep. Yep. Uh, AJ, you mentioned this during the watch along. Nine points from the Avs defense tonight. Uh, absolutely monstrous. Did that change? It, I don't think no, so. We, I think it's two still nine because yeah, the, the Makar assist on the table. Yeah, yeah nine, so. they scored a handful of those goals so quickly that I couldn't remember Three, which four. ones. Yeah, it's nine. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go nine. Start with Gerard here, who has a two-point night, scores the first goal of the game for the Avs. Mm-hmm. Going to the net. Yeah, not in a place you would normally see Sam Gerard. <laughs> yeah, two of those nine points come on the first goal of the game. Is yeah. It's Gerard. Um, Jack Johnson. Cleaning yeah. up a rebound in front from Jack Johnson. Yep. And two guys who have not been particularly productive this year. Johnson, understandable. Gerard, another one of those guys you'd like to see the puck yeah, start going in for a little bit. One point coming into this game, and you're like, that. Gerard is off to a really good start on the, the body of work as a whole. But points got to happen at some Ex- point. Exactly. He's yeah. paid too much money. And, you know, Josh Manson, you're like, hey, he'll, have, he'll give him, you're hoping for 20 points. Yep. But the other things that he does is what. Make why up he for gets that. paid. Yep. And Gerard, defensively, he's been good. But he's not so good defensively that you can give him $5 million for no production and not get points out of him. He needed, needed to get some points going. Yep. Gets two of them in this game. If this if this is going to start one of those stretches where Gerard scores 12 points in 13 games. Excellent. The Avs are going to win a lot of those games. Yep. And, and again, it, it brings a flexibility to their lineup when you have these multiple defensemen going. Yeah. Yes, Makar and Taves are huge pieces and important, and they need to be going every single night. But when you have Byram going sometimes, and you have Gerard going sometimes. Yeah. You get two points out of Jack Johnson. Yeah, I mean, that. I don't think that's an expectation. But of course not. But when you get them, yep. you have to win those games. Yep. Boy, did they ever. Yeah, and, and just ridiculously productive. Uh, the Avs have clearly found success with Makar, not just using his feet, but obviously the two tips from Val tonight. That shot from out high from Makar is working right now. Yeah, and one of the aspects of Gabe Landeskog's game that the Avalanche have consistently is missed is... That front tippy stuff, yeah. Yeah, because the Avs love to play low to high the way that they do. They play th- so much of their offense through their defensemen, especially Taves and Makar, mm-hmm. that getting those kinds of tips, that kind of net front presence, that is going to force teams to come out of their defensive shell to defend them higher. Yep. And when that happens, you have guys like Anita McKinnon, Miko yep. Rantanen. And so a little bit of success in that area is going to force teams to have to adapt in how they defend them. That makes them more multifaceted. And the more multifaceted you become as an offense, the harder you become to stop. <laughs> Defenses have to pick a poison against, especially against a team as talented as the Avalanche. And when everything is poison, it just doesn't really matter. <laughs> You're dead either way. <laughs> yeah, the poison is the game has started. So 
you know, uh, the, seeing the seeing the Avalanche find that kind of success, and we've been talking a lot about shooting percentages and uh, some of the stuff the Avs have been on the low end of yeah of the good luck quotient. Uh, I think over the last couple of games that. That, this is out. what it looks yep. like. It's not that the abs are so amazing all of a sudden. It's just course correcting a bit. Exactly. It's just that that what they've experienced have been the extremes. This is a continuation of that. Yeah. It would be nice to see them win like a 2-1, 3-1 game where you're like, yeah, they just played pretty well and it's a normal <laughs> game. Haven't really had one. Yeah. It, all their wins are four goals, at least other than the San Jose one, right? You're yeah. Looking at a game with 50 shots on goal. <laughs> that ends 2-1 that in the shootout. Yeah. <laughs> It was like 50 to 18 or whatever in shots on goal. <laughs> they win it 2-1. Otherwise, all their other wins. Blackwood was on fire. Yeah. All their other wins, they're scoring four goals. Yep. Plus. Yeah. It's and you can feel it, too, right from the first couple shifts. Yeah. When they play like that, they steamroll teams. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's yeah. amazing. And then when they're on their heels, it's like, oh, this could be a long night. Except maybe the last game, right? You know, they started off. Figured it out too good. Second Figured it out a little bit. There'll be yeah. games yeah. like that, but... And there's games that you have to mix and match and figure it out. But when they start, like tonight, poof, they're tough to beat. And yep. when you have a stretch like at the end of the second period, they're up 3-1, and the Ducks push pretty hard. That's where you look at Georgiev and you're like, this is why you're in. This is your job. Get us through this. Yep. And then the next time that they score a goal, everybody just kind of shrugs because it's 5-1. It's meaningless, yeah. And everybody's like, wow, nice pass. Good play. Next. <laughs> Sucks for Georgiev's stat line, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't Impact think he, on the game, uh, minimal. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think he'll care that much. Like, you're like, oh, give up two. <laughs> the two <laughs> goals that he gives up tonight, you're not looking at Georgiev in any way. Absolutely. The first one, I, you know, I really don't have a problem at all with anyone on the, on the first goal against. No. Seattle, or not Seattle, Anaheim gets a puck in the zone. It's a shot from out high, and the guy just puts a perfect tip on it. Mm-hmm. Move on. That's why you score eight, I guess. Yeah, and if you're... <laughs> for me, you just give a guy credit for a good tip. Yeah, you know, totally. you'd all, it's, it's easy to be like, how come there's nobody there to tie up a stick or whatever? But they have, they have scored multiple tipping goals in this game. Like, but when guys, are, when guys are just trying to get a stick on it, it's, it's really hard to prevent them from getting to them. Well, I, and I want to have a, a conversation about that very briefly because we've talked a lot about the one shot Georgiev seems to struggle with are some of those shots from distance. Yeah. And so. yeah, you could get it and tie up a stick to stop a tip in play, but also that's throwing another body in Georgiev's way of seeing the puck. So is there a little bit of a, a pick-your-poison conversation there? Is Georgiev saying, hey, let me see the thing, and maybe you might give up some more tip goals because of that? I mean, the, the, every goalie's different. I remember Patty Waugh always saying, like, even off a face-off, I'm the winger. Like, we had a deal together. Like, it was like, hey, I got the bottom, you got the top. So every time on a lost draw, I would go to my point and I'd lay down, you know, the yep. old the yep. old shot blocking lay down. We don't see much anymore. But, you know, that was our thing, him and I. Yep. You got the bottom, I got the top. So if he loses it, he knew that it wasn't getting in at the bottom because yep. it, would, it, it would hit you. you know, it would hit me, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he had the top. So every goalie's different. A lot of goalies will say, get either you block it or you get it out of the way, right? You yep. know, because it's tough for a goalie. Especially those last-minute tips, like 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 Val's tips, right? I mean, yep. those are tough tips. I mean, yeah. as a goalie, you have, we see the replay. That's 
you know, so slow and everything. But at the end of the day, it's so hard for a goalie to make a tip shot, like to make that save. It's, oh, totally. That, it's impossible. So Never, I mean, ever get to fault a goalie for a goal I mean, like that. you look at the goal right yeah. now. Like, there's 82,500 bodies in front of Dostal. I mean, how are you going to see The puck that? changes awesome. direction I mean, at high speed 10 feet away from you. Like, what are you supposed to do? And, yeah, and then some guys are better than others. Like like the big cat, Vasilevsky's really good at finding pucks, right? You know, left to right. Yeah. He's also taller, and he's like, but he seems to have the knack of which way to look at. And <laughs> and then some goalies, like we saw Georgiev earlier this year one time, he's looking left, and then the puck comes right. You know what I mean? It's Yeah. It looks like it's bad, but at the end of the day, it's like a soccer goalie. It's a guess, right? You know, yep. like those 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 penalty kicks. We have to do something to try and find the puck. Yeah, and so and, and, and that's why I like that. You're battling as long as you're not all over the map. You're just looking. You're trying to stay big, stay in your position, and you know hope that the, the puck hits you because a lot of time you don't see it. Yep. There's no way you see the puck. So, all right, let's do our vitamin W here. As we got a hundred likes from the chat, we appreciate you very much, chat. Holy, thank Jesus. you. That is a uh, yeah. These are pretty I full. I didn't pour these this time. These are time, pretty so full. You can't you Holy. can't blame me for this. Oh, I didn't this pour is, this this is an time. eight to two shot. Is oh what this is. A big is. shot. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, chat. Enjoy your vitamin W. Enjoy the eight two win. The vitamin W shot oh, is brought to you by Breckenridge Distillery. <coughs> you can go get their award winning whiskey. Today at BreckenridgeDistillery.com. They also have tons of other alcohols as well. If you're into vodka, whatever it might be, Breckenridge Distillery has you covered. And if you want to experience a good time, they are giving away tickets to the Broncos New Year's Eve game. You can go spend it in a suite over at Mile High Stadium. Post your favorite pictures of your Broncos with the hashtag BroncosBourbon on Instagram today. Uh, They'll narrow down the top 10 favorites on December 1st, and then you can vote over at BreckenridgeDistillery.com. Go check it out. Go enjoy yourself some Breck Distillery. You can order online uh, at the website if you want to get yourself some. Uh, did want to continue this, this conversation uh, a little bit here. How much credit does Georgiev actually get for this game? I know, AJ, you're saying, hey, he stopped the pucks you asked him to stop, particularly at the end of the second period. Yeah. But that's that's the key. That that's that's the whole of it. Yeah, definitely because that's you're it's three one. Anything anything that gives them any kind of life going into the third period, you don't want. They push, your goalie makes those stops at the end of the second. It's three one going into the third. They never really make a sustained push the rest of the game. That was their best stretch of the game, down three to one. Your goalie makes the stops. I hate the phrase, but timely saves. Yeah, but it's true. It's it, I know, I know. We all hate it. It's cliche as hell, but but it's true. I just hate it because all saves are timely. <laughs> I, mean, I, know, <laughs> I, I, I know what you're saying. You know. Yeah, I know. But go back to earlier on in the game. Shots are seven thousand to zero avalanche, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like twelve minutes, thirteen minutes played. He's had no shot, and then all of a sudden, bing, hits the post, right? So that's usually a sign to again. I'm. I'm a goalie guy. I'm a goalie dad. You know, sometimes you got the angle covered. You got the angle taken care of. It hits the post. That doesn't mean that you were beat. You know, I hate when people say, oh, he hit the post. He was beat. No, they know exactly. It's like golfers. They know exactly where the ball's going. These guys know exactly where the puck's going. So we'd have to look back at the shot. But sometimes you need luck on your side. And, you know, 
that puck goes in, it's a different game, maybe, because you're like, oh, boy. You know what in I mean? In the like, same you know? way, in the same exact manner, last Saturday, Avs Blues. The Colton post. They're yeah. down one. Ross Colton hits that post. Instead of putting it in, that would have made it 1-1. <laughs> the Blues run away with the game. The same manner tonight. It makes a difference. You Instead of being in that 1-1 situation where that really hot start does not matter anymore. Yep. In that same exact fashion. And, and, and then he made a couple of good saves. And then, like you said, there's nothing he can do on those two goals. And But he was right. I mean, again, I, I, I know what you're saying now. Every save is, is timely. I get it. Again, goalie dad, right? So, But he, he was sharp. He was fine. And, and sometimes it's tough. I always say it. You don't get shots. You don't get tested. It's tough to stay in the game. Does having an assist make up for the sub 900 save percentage tonight for Georgiev? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, sure, man. Yeah, not that we're not even blaming him for the sub 900. No, I just mean, oh my in god, the box no. Score. I mean, there's nothing he could do. Those two goals. I mean, could have been worse. Could have been like ten shots against. <laughs> that would have been like, oh god. There will be know. games like tonight where he gives up. Two goals that you don't really have. You don't really look at him and say, what are you doing on yeah. 17 shots? Yeah. There will be no. another game later where he gives up one on 52 or yeah, whatever. He has, yeah. he has 32 saves on 33 shots on goal. And you're like, yeah, not many of them were all that dangerous. Uh, yep. A lot of them right to the chest. Yeah. You know, that's, of course, that's good positioning and all. But sure. a lot of them are right to the chest. Not a lot of second chances. No cross crease stuff. <laughs> and you look, at the, you look at the goals tonight. It's a tip in front and it's a cross crease pass. And, again, they didn't give up anything, I mean, a lot, because they had the puck the whole night. I mean, I think the mantra was get on top of them early. These guys played last night, show them who's boss, and that's what they did. And then they made the Ducks just chase the puck around all night long from start to finish. And, you know, when you do that, then you don't give up a lot. It's just math, right? I mean, it's not yep. it's not complicated. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Got to ask it. I know it's only been one game with Kiviranta, but have the Avs found uh, their bottom six combinations? Don't touch them? Well, I think more than maybe the most important aspect of this is Kiviranta's great. When you're talking about building a lineup, LOC moving up to that third line and the third line bombing in a good way. Just looking awesome. And then... You know, you we saw the other day, you know, McDermott, Olafson, you know, like this kind of just like hot wasn't really mix. fitting together. Yeah. yeah, and it's and the lack of trust in him makes it hard to feel like you have a fourth a complete fourth line. For sure. Um and tonight that's not the case. You have a fourth line that you'll throw over the boards and Cogliano, Olafson, and Kiviranta. And feel pretty good about it. And both your third and fourth lines give you what you want out of them. Now, obviously the production is insane. Not, not expecting that. Not fair to it's, be like. It's more so the shifts of that. out of like LOC, where they're in the offensive zone, cycling, 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 exactly. dominating the puck possession. And, and playing a physical game, making making Anaheim work defensively. Yep. Because if, if you're out there on a, sh- on a shift and all you do is play defense, you've accomplished nothing Yep. towards winning a game. All you're hoping to do is get through that shift, and it's not worse for you. And on the other end... That's building confidence. That's building momentum. That is getting your team going in the right direction. And when both of those lines are doing it, that's great. But what allows the Avalanche to be able to play guys that are more role appropriate, because playing a Tatar and a Duran there, 
both of those guys are miscast there, and yep. those guys next to Ryan Johansson, all three of those guys could have easily had points tonight with a little bit of... Tatar obviously does have one. But, but should have had a goal. Should have had a goal that would have been a primary assist for Ryan Johansson. Uh, yep. Jonathan Duran was involved in a couple of nice plays as well. Yep. But, my gosh. that's Those guys looking good on a second line and giving your third and fourth line guys an appropriate role to play to in. Play their style. Completely sure. changes the complexion of your lineup because... Now you don't have any misfits there doing something that they're not accustomed to doing. Yep. You don't have anybody that's uncomfortable. You don't have a Drew Ann. You know, Curtis, Curtis McDermott, Frederick Olofsson, and Tomas Tatar the other day as your fourth line. And Three you're dudes that at just it. don't go together. Yeah, mm. and you're just like, this is what this is not meant for this. And so it's no, it's no surprise that it does not go particularly well. It's not like a nightmare or anything, but it's it's a low impact group. Tonight, you get three guys that are all playing kind of on the same wavelength with the same mentality, the same style, complementary skills. Yep. And one of the appeals of Kiviranta in particular is his skating and his speed that he plays with. He doesn't play the heaviest of games, but the way that he skates and the way that he gets after pucks along the wall and all that is like avalanche style fourth line guy. We saw that tonight. His speed is a good fit there. Next to two other guys that, that skate pretty well in Olafson and Cogliano. It's a really good fit. Ran around and created Again, chaos, a, yeah. A three-point night. Just, come on. You take it. Yeah, it's great. It's great for him. But don't let that create false sense of expectations. No, no, but, but I'll tell you what I like. So when you have lines like that that are meshing and everybody's slotted in the right place like you just well said is i i'm a big believer in internal competition right sure I, pushing I each other well i am and and i remember i mean we just had joe and peter last week yeah. remember and it's like it's human nature you compete against one another i don't care what people say it's, you push each other to be better you, you want your line to be better than his and and when you have that right now for a coach it's kind of nice you know what i mean like for a coach it's kind of nice that you know, it creates chaos like that. Like we just heard chaos right there down down the, down the hall. But what I'm saying is, take the Avs lineup tonight. If if Johansson and you know Drew and Tatar's lines not going, and then you got Woody and 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 Ross Colton and and LOC going, maybe they get more ice and they get more playing yep. time than the other ones. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of you go off of momentum, you go off of feel. You know, which I always thought Mark Crawford was the best bench coach I've ever had. You know, he just knew when to push buttons and when to 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 press the game with a certain line that was hot. Didn't matter yeah. if you were like a lower end line or whatever. You just go back to it. And I think when you have that, you know, it, it makes you an even more dangerous team. And we saw that tonight. Yeah. It, and I think it's it's a good point because they're not all going to be clicking every single night no. like it was tonight. But knowing that they are capable of getting to that level, maybe against Dallas, it's that Kiviranta line that's going. So you pull, you ride that one a little bit more than the Colton line. And every coach is like anybody. I mean, it, you, I don't want to use the word creatures of habits, but whatever. Like you go back and you're like, oh man, that line was productive. You know, I always go back to it, right? Yep. And it's yep. 
like he always went back to Cogliano with yep. LOC. The safety and, blanket. Right? No, this, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh, it works. Let's go back yep. to it when things don't go right. So I think that's what they're doing. And we talked about it all training camp and everything. And it doesn't matter if you're a rookie or a veteran. You got to force teams to make decisions. You got to force coaches to make decisions. And now Kivaranta tonight, he's forcing them to to say, hey, I want to be here. You know what I mean? I yep. want to play here. There's a reason why you signed me. And and like you said, it's not going to be like I, this every night. He's not going to get three points tonight, you know. Look, but certainly a great start. I I'm the leader of the Riley Tufty fan club on this podcast, and Kibby Ronta just stole his job. Sorry. Well, and the problem with Riley Tufty was always that that's not what he was going to do. I know. It's why when he got here, he's playing next to Ryan Johansson. Yep. He does not play. The altitude made such a show of his size every time. And that's just and not his game at all. It's such yeah. a gross misreading of who he is as a player. Yep. Of uh, it, he, If he could play that kind of game, Dallas never would have let him leave. Yep. It's true. You know, I will say, though, with Frederick Olofsson and now Kibi Ranta, <laughs> Val Nachushkin. Dallas make a lot of bad decisions is, that work out for the ads. Are the yeah. stars going to start having, like, Patrick second Nemeth thoughts of, once like, upon a time. Yeah, Patrick yeah. Nemeth, another good one. Are, they gonna, are the stars going to start being like, who the hell is scouting our AHL team from that organization? Every no time one. that guy's in the building, we need to spy on that guy. <laughs> no one lives in Texas from their staff. I mean, I just, it's, every time they're, they're looking to move on from a Texas star, shouldn't they be like, when, when C-Mac picks up the phone and throws a name out there, Dallas has to be like, all right, we're yeah. keeping that guy. Yeah, when the Avs, when the Avs called about Frederick Olofsson, instead of being like, yeah, we're good. We've got Roddick Fox, so. <laughs> who obviously is a better player than Frederick sure, Olofsson, but sure. like, that's Think your direct twice, competition. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just be like, you know what? That guy can go into free agency, and we just hope he chooses to play elsewhere. <laughs> uh, it's still early, but it, it is kind of a fun story that the ex-stars are shining brighter than ever in Colorado. One final question here. Uh, is Freddie Olofsson patient zero for the zombie virus? <laughs> I'm afraid to say yes, but also... I can't say no. I looked at him. <laughs> he had the he had the undead look rocking it tonight. Yeah, I was I was oscillating between vampire and zombie. There were different <laughs> times where I was like, he definitely sleeps in a coffin. He plays hockey because the games happen at night. <laughs> you know, like and he definitely looks like he eats he, brains. He's got some zombie mode for sure. He ate a lot of brains tonight. He he was he was munching on some duck. I don't know if so good, dude. Yeah. Uh, anyway, when the abs pop off like this, make sure you're making some money on it with Bet Three Six Five. If you miss out on making money on an eight two uh, abs game, that's a that's a tough look. All right, get over there with Bet Three Six Five. Sign up with the DNVR Three Six Five code. Excuse me, Three Six Five code today to get amazing all sorts of odds boosts. They got sweet parlays you can get in on. The NHL ones get boosted plus 30%, I think. Sweet parlays. Sweet parlays. Uh, all sorts of other bets, too, including the DNVR custom bet. Dre has a custom bet that we put out there all the time that he's very often hits on. So go check that out. Maybe get in on that action all over at Bet365 with the DNVR365 code. 
Of course, you must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER today. And then, once you make a little extra bread, make sure you're getting your hero bread. Math adds up on that one. You can go over to hero.co today to order your hero bread. It's fantastic stuff uh, because you can eat it no matter what type of lifestyle you're living. Even uh, I know a lot of people, they always talk to me about how they can't eat bread because they're on the keto diet or whatever. With hero bread, you're good to go. It's ultra low carb. It provides a ton of protein per serving and has zero grams of sugar per serving. So... Hero Bread will take care of you. Make sure you're eating right, even when you're eating your bread. It's not just sliced bread either. You can get buns and tortillas and all sorts of options for whatever type of meal you might be in on. So go check it out today. Hero.co. You can get over there and save yourself 10% off with the DNVR code. Or if you don't want to use the DNVR code because you're lame, you can also get it on Amazon. But go to Hero.co instead. Get your 10% off with the DNVR code and get yourself some Hero Bread second-ish period. I feel like our periods are a little off these days, but next segment of the DNVR <laughs> Avalanche podcast. When you talk about where this game ended up, obviously the first two periods are great hockey. I think Avs deserve a lot of credit for the way they came out in the third period. Team that goes out and puts the Ducks down doesn't really leave any doubt in this hockey game. Yeah. That's great. How much credit do they get for the remainder of the third period where it ends up eight to two and it's really just a party lap, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really not unlike, again, it's not like what St. Louis did to the abs where the Ducks just went away. Yeah. No, I think the abs quit at the oh, end of that Blues up, game. Straight quit. up. And I don't know that the Ducks did that so much. Uh, the abs had days off and, you know, there were there were things in Colorado's favor that were not in Anaheim's favor tonight. The the Sega Baba third period, you're getting beat. Your legs are dead. Yeah, you've been pretty seriously outplayed. Um, we see. We see we really see teams go away in third periods a lot on Sega Baba's in Colorado. It happens. It's just kind of part of the deal. Yep. And. So I'm not I don't want to I, I, I the Avs did what they had to do. Sure. It's a lot of, and if you look at it, if you look at the goals, it's a lot. It's odd man rushes. It's a lot of skating. It's a lot of just their legs are going and they're just beating a team that is playing slow hockey. When you play slow against a, an avalanche team that is on it, you're going to lose. Yep. And in this case, you're going to get embarrassed. And it was 3-1 after two, right? It so was. Yeah. And we, we, we were just talking on a pregame show. Six games out of 15. We're NHL record, right? Comebacks. And I tell you one thing. Yeah, they had no legs. Yeah, they were tired. Yeah, they played the night before, but they score a goal to make it three two. It's amazing what it does. And you're like, oh, here we go again, boys. We can make our comeback again. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So it was very important for the Avs to get that fourth one. And I don't yeah. remember who got the fourth one, but Ross Colton. Yeah, was, was that the Ross Colton Ross, one? Yeah, yeah, huge play in the game there. That's the point that all of a sudden it's like okay, and then the Avs just throttled them in the third which again tired or not it's still a team that's been really good in the third periods the ducks and yeah. the ass uh the avs passed the test with flying colors on this one when i think in the third and, and to get to the five goals obviously their goaltender plays his worst period of the game he'd been yeah. really good up to that point and it just cracked but yeah. 
Ross Colton scores. He's in by himself. Yep. So it's yep. a clean look. Yep. Valentuchkin scores. It's another, another tip. tip. Yep. It's on a power play. Like some self-defeating stuff from the Ducks there. But that's make, still Avs converting real opportunities. And you make tired mistakes and a good team makes you pay. Yep. Um, they get that goal back, fine. But then you get back-to-back goals out of your fourth line. And yep. then Devon Taves gets one yep. from McCarr and McKinnon. And Empty net. The reason, I mean. the reason why I'm, I, I mentioned this is that that's not your top line putting a team away. Your top line got the eighth goal. That, that's them getting the freebie. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that is your team just kicking their ass. Yep. You know, and from the Ducks perspective, that sucked. You're glad it's over. It's a Sega Baba in Denver. Teams struggle to win those on a consistent basis. Uh, but Greg Cronin can go into the locker room and he can say, you know, to a young team that, that he's trying to change that culture in and he's trying to bring a different attitude in, he's going to look across the ice and he's going to say, that's a learning opportunity for us. That's what it looks like. That's yeah. what it looks like. That's exactly what Greg Cronin is, is telling his team tonight. That is what we want to be. Yep. Great point. I, I really don't I, – I, we're going to try because I, we're a podcast that likes to at least try and look at all angles here and, and be honest about things. Negatives from this hockey game? It was that good. No. I, I would say your biggest negative is probably the Miko Rantanen double minor for high sticking sure. that could have changed the course of that game. Yep. If Logan O'Connor does not take advantage of rookie Leo Carlson <laughs> selling out to keep a puck in the zone on a power play yep. and then just losing a foot race because Logan O'Connor is really fast. Yep. To negate the second half of that thing. Well, yeah. To, it was a middle half. Yeah. Really, to remove but, two out of those four minutes. Yeah. Um, you get 50 seconds on either side. That kind of sucks. Much less cool power play. <laughs> So, yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest negative that sticks out is that ranted in penalty could have really flipped the game on its ear in a bad way. It's for sure. You know, you're you're dominating the game and any anytime you open the door for I, the other team, I would go. You could even take it a step further and say it's just too many penalties from Colorado. They've got to tidy it up a little bit. Yeah, uh, especially like... I know you didn't love the Druin call, but that's another I, offensive I zone it, penalty. It, it, yeah. Exactly. It's an unnecessary penalty. It's, an, it's in the offensive zone, and you're again, you're dominating a game, and you're handing the other team an opportunity to yep. climb back into it, give them a chance to believe in it. Um, four penalties all together, and all four of them come in the first half of the game Yep. before things get out of hand. Like right. You're asking for a problem. And, hey, your PK does a great job. Yep. They give up nothing. So so I think that's probably the negative that I have is. But there really aren't many. Yeah. Discipline continues to be questionable for the team. It's been. It, it, it's taken a lot of penalties this year. Throughout the entire chunk of the season, it's been different guys. We kind of talked about on the watch long. Byram was terrible about it earlier in the year. You've seen a handful of dudes. Miko being one of them taking some bad penalties in the last handful of games that drew in as well and it's not like these are earth-shatteringly bad stuff it's just hey these are the types of things you need to clean up when you're a good hockey team yep so yeah, but other than that i mean i had to throw it in there for the show but 
This was a great hockey game from Colorado. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, very different kind of studs and duds coming tonight <laughs> where I refuse to give a stud after the Blues game. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of studs opposite, tonight. Opposite, no. though. Yeah, yeah the, dud, the dud will just be discipline. Yep. Pretty That's quick it. and easy. That's it. There really isn't anything else I'm complaining about. Yep. Uh, I agree. Other thing going forward. Anything they could do better to set themselves up for Dallas? Well, do better. Not after tonight, but I think that you just, you know, build off of it. Build off of the last half, the cracking game. Build off of the start, you know, and especially the whole game. But I'm talking about the start. You know what I mean? Like, you want to get at them. You want to show them right away you're fast, you're excited, you're in their building. You want to show them who's boss, right? I said that earlier. I'll say it again. It's a big divisional game. Um, Dallas is a good team. The Avalanche are a good team. They're going to have two days rest now before the next game. I want to ask you, two days off, good or bad? Because you get the rest of the legs, but does the heat come off a little bit after a game like this? No, I like it. You know what I mean? I like it. Take advantage of it. I mean, I'm not sure if they have a day off in there. Like, I'm sure they'll have a practice somewhere, maybe a day off, and then fly they out. Practice, maybe practice tomorrow. No, they practice tomorrow. Yeah, and then just maybe Friday, just come to the plane and go, and then morning skate Saturday. Um, I just like when they start fast and start on time. They're such a different team when they do that. Uh, usually results in the first goal, uh, which is a big stat for me. So, I don't know. I'm excited for the game. I'm excited to see uh, what what comes of it. Uh, they're, they're, like I said, they can't play any better than they have the last 80 or 85, 90 minutes. It's, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. If you do the math, it's... Uh, and one was at home, one was on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it was, it was important. It was important to... To get back into the winning column at home uh, tonight, they did that. Now I think they're just gonna focus to Dallas, and um, you know it's kind of nice that the Death scored a lot of points. Like you said, yeah. the top guys got some points, but it's not like they were dominant. But expect a big dominant performance on the score sheet, you know, Saturday by the big boys. It it's, it's an important game. Yeah, yeah, that one kind of a big game for this early in the season. Yeah, sets the tone for the Central Division, kind of. And, you know, four-point games with the two teams at the top of the division. You know, everybody else in the division is like, just don't go into overtime. They want the meteor. Yeah. But, yeah, you're, you're talking 23 points for the Stars, 20 points now for the Avalanche. Yep. Um, Avs have a game in hand, I think. Not yet, but I assume the Stars play they, again before They that did game, before tonight, so yeah. I assume they will also play, to, I'm assuming tomorrow. It would make sense. The abs are the ones on the weird schedule this week. Yeah. But goal differential for the Stars plus 13, for the abs is plus 10. Um, and, you know, you want to you want to win that game in regulation, and you yeah. want to let them know that, like, hey, we here. Yep. There's not, uh, you're not going to run away from us. We had our bad stretch. It's done now. Yeah, and the difference, Dallas is once again spending a lot of time beyond regulation. Yep. Getting games to OT. And they learned the hard way last year that you can live and die by that. Yep. You know, the Avs spent a lot of time beyond OT last year, as, or beyond regulation last year. Yep. As well, which is why they lost the tiebreaker. Right now, a pretty big lead in that. All of their wins are, except for the San Jose except game, for one. are regulation wins, and all of their wins are rows. Yep. Right. So, 
Yes. Did they win that one in shootout? I actually just they, don't even remember. They, it was a shootout. It's, oh. so it's every everything but the so San everything Jose but the game. San Jose game is a is a in their tiebreaker advantage. Yep. So it's obviously way too early to be looking at it, but you keep an eye on it. It's and it, teams. Which team are you taking more seriously <laughs> as a consistent threat? The teams that win in regulation yep. are the ones. Teams that have to get into beyond regulation in the regular season don't have a ton of postseason success. It's true. Historically speaking, just because three on three and shootout does nothing to prepare you for overtime. Yep. In the playoffs. You got to win games at five on five. Yeah. And if you win games at five on five, ten, you tend to be a team that wins games in regulation. Yep. It. You really go down the checklist in this game and all the things you'd like to see the Avs do better. Get the first goal. Have better yeah. possession. Convert opportunities. Special teams. Good special teams. It, cool tending. It's every single check mark except for maybe the discipline one. I, I have no negatives. It's just, it's fun to watch hockey that good. And the Avs aren't going to be that good every single night. But... To have that in the bag, especially, again, on a night where you didn't get a ton of production from your top line, it's a good hockey team. Uh, on that note, if you've been run over by a hockey team and it's not your fault, call Bacchus and Shanker at 222-2222 today. Or, you know, if you've been in a real injury situation like a car accident or something happened at work, any situation where you were hurt and are not at fault, Give Bacchus and Shanker a call. They will give you a free consultation, and if they take on your case, you pay them nothing up front. They don't get paid until you get paid. So go to the two number. Go to coloradolaw.net. Hit up these guys. They'll be in your corner. They just want to get you paid, and they will do that. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients the time they've been doing this here in Colorado. Get with Bacchus and Shanker. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Uh, and then we're also... Brought to you by, I think it's it's Breck Brew, right? Yeah. Breckenridge Brewery. Go over there. Get your Breck Brew anywhere in the 50 U.S. states. You can go to breckbrew.com and use their Breck Beer locator to find it online near you. Get the tasty stuff. Come to the bar. Uh, I know we got a super chat from our homie who was in the bar tonight, so we'll hit mm. that in a little bit. Uh, get yourself some eight different kinds on tap here at the bar, which, by the way... Come on down on the 18th for a good time. Have a hangout. Have a Broncos watch party. You also get a chance to win uh, a full trip to Vegas for the Broncos Raiders game. You can go have a good time at Circa. Enjoy life in Vegas. We're giving away uh, a full-on trip. So you might as well get down here on the 18th for that. Uh, and, of course, brought to you by Illegal Pete's as well. Delicious stuff over there. Absolute burritos to die for. You can go over there, get all that. Their queso, mwah, so good. What? Go ahead. Illegal Pete's also has happy hour from 3 to 8 p.m. So if you want to spend your evening vibing, great place to do it. There's one just a couple blocks from the DNVR bar uh, that you can get your pregame on before you come down here to hang out. Check them out. Get yourself some delicious burritos at Illegal Pete's. While AJ's having a giggle session. We can do our super chats. You see this altitude thing with Makar and the new skaters? Well, I didn't see it. Oh, he's working with kids who have never skated before and uh, trying to teach them how. Got it. Got to respect Curtis McDermott's work ethic. <laughs> uh, $5 from RTV who says, Avs looked, Avs looked at the Ducks and followed the wise words of Tommy McGuire saying, I'm going to put some dirt your eye. And did exactly that. 
All I don't right. know that anybody has ever referred to anything that Toby Maguire has ever said as wise words before. So that's cool for him. Big for Toby. <laughs> I, I don't even know where that quote comes from, to be honest. I don't either. <laughs> I just, it's Toby Maguire, so I just assume it's Spider Man, yeah. but like, didn't actually know Spider-Man it. Spider Man 3 is the one you watch and forget about. <laughs> uh, $5 from Henry. Don't see a comment, but thank you. Oh, there's there's the comment at the bottom for another two dollars. Uh, Caleb Jones continues to impress. It was good tonight. Looks I don't solid. think he was great, but good. Looks solid in the minutes that he's getting. Is encouraging that Bedner already has a willingness to play him now. Yep, five one and eight two makes it easy easier to play in the third period. I went and looked after the last game though, and did not get a major bump in shifts in the third period of the Seattle game. So pretty steady level, throughout. Yeah. So he was just part of the rotation that night. I imagine tonight will be similar. Yeah. Well, it helps that he can move with the puck and he makes yep. good decisions. And yep. we were just talking about puck possession. And the Avs, when they have the puck, they're pretty dangerous. And, you know, it starts with your back end. Yeah. Not just activating, but make him take the tape passes coming out of, you know, corners or areas behind the net, not just rim pucks. And, you know, I remember back then, guys. <laughs> be like, I don't want to play with this guy. All he does is rim pucks, right? So you want to make sure that he seems like a guy that can make plays and nice outlet passes, and it's kind of fun to see, and it makes a big difference in the lineup the last couple of games for sure. Especially for the Avalanche, they don't do a ton of rimming pucks. They do not. That's not how they want to play, and so that he can has that ability. This is really just like – reinforcing why we had talked about him as a target over the summer when they made the trade for him, why there was yep. excitement. Yep. Uh, Stylistic fits. Yeah, like Jack Johnson has a, I think, points in three straight games. Like, <laughs> did he have a point in the cracking game? I think he did, right? I want to say he did, but I don't know. He had the goal sure. at the end of the Blues yeah. game. Um, he has two points tonight, and he has three points in the last three games for sure. That guy's not coming out of the lineup. No. So... Um, <laughs> To see Caleb Jones doing well for himself, though, whenever Josh Manson gets back, it sounds like he's at a, like a true day-to-day, -day, yeah, not like a day-to-day -day <laughs> and what's become an avalanche day-to-day. -day. Uh, assuming that is accurate, um, Caleb Jones has done only good things for himself. Very true. And you have to feel really good about the call-ups that they've experienced so far oh, this yeah. year. Caleb Jones has looked good on the back end. Sam Malinsky was quite good against the Kraken the other yep. day. It's not you like Riley Tufty was bad in his showings either. Riley Tufty's first game is yeah. pretty pretty solid. Yes. After that, eh. It was fine. Kivi Ranta, pretty good. good. The one tonight. game of Andre Pavel went, went was pretty good. well. Yeah. It was really good that game. So you, you are feeling like, you know, your biggest question marks remain Tomas Tatar and Jonathan Turan. Yep. Jack Johnson, like those three guys, you want to see steadiness out of them. And, uh, you know, I'm going to always have the axe to grind about the Jack Johnson stuff. But if that play drops to where the coaches say, look, Caleb Jones was just too good. Now they've seen it in yep. an ab sweater. It, it closes the gap and says, all right, we feel pretty good with this and, guy in our lineup. And again, if your biggest problem is your number six Dude, D. <laughs> seriously, this is a you are trying to make. The worst part of your roster, better. <laughs> Not this guy is responsible for winning and losing. Yep. This is we are just trying to min-max our roster. 
That's the conversation about Jack Johnson, Caleb Jones, all those guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also have Kevin giving us $2. He says, touchdown and two-point conversion. Good guys win. It's a lot of, it's a lot of points yeah. for a hockey game. How do we know it wasn't two field goals and a safety? Could have been. We two don't field know. goals, and they lost. snapped a punt out the back of the end zone. <laughs> you lost me now. Football. <laughs> uh, $10 from Nate, who says, 8-2, duck yeah. Just that easy. I agree. <laughs> Five dollars from Melanie. Go Avalanche. Great game. Take care. I think you found your uh, optimism again, Melanie. After these last two games, they tested her. Yeah, <laughs> Melanie is back. You know the abs are back when Melanie is back. Uh, Five dollars more from RTV to clarify that it was in fact Spider Man Three. Thank you. And then a huge $50 from Shannon, who says, lucky enough to travel to Denver from out of town, stopped into the DNVR bar and met the guys. For all you skeptics, I can confirm that they actually exist outside of the computer screen. Thanks for all the years of content. Thank you for the ridiculous super chat and uh, for coming down to the bar and saying what's up. Uh, always awesome to meet people. If you're ever mm -hmm. around, come down to the bar. We'll we'll stop and say hi to you. Just hit us in the DMs and let us know or whatever. And Sorry, I was distracted. It happens. I was in the midst of paying. <laughs> so I was like splitting the attention. Yep, it happens. So bad. Either way, we appreciate all y'all uh, in the chat. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up and go do the rest of our work? Carry it on to Dallas. That's it. Yeah, I mean, just back to work, you know. Um, you went one and zero. Yeah, and you've we were like, oh, you got to string them together. You know, you win against Dallas. That's a win. You streak. look at well, you look at the upcoming schedule with Nashville, Vancouver, Minnesota, Tampa Bay. Yep. Some struggling teams there. Obviously, Vancouver's on an absolute heater. Um, Bound to run out sooner or later. Right, and be you might team. be you yeah. might be the the stopper yep. for that kind of thing, you know. So. You win the game in Dallas, and it sets you up to maybe have another one of those five or six game winning streaks. Yep. With the way that the schedule is setting up, get it while it's good. Yeah. Well, this is this is kind of all what what the how you build a successful regular season. Yep. You're gonna have bad nights. You're gonna have down stretches. You're gonna have a okay. They've won. You know they've gone. What was it? Two and five. Yeah, it was two and five. And so you're like, okay, you know, this is this rut. This is a bad bad stretch of the season yep come out of it you win a couple of games you win in dallas you beat a team that you need to beat you know you want to beat and you're competing with the division all that shit you yep. know you do that but then you do set it up for okay now your next 10 10 game segment is it had a it had a kind of a rocky one to one and one start now you're all of a sudden 3-1, you win the Dallas game, you're at 4-1 in your next segment, and you're, you're like... You're feeling pretty good. You're yeah. like, hey, that 8-2 and two is very attainable. Yep. That's our goal here. Yep. All right. And the Canucks are tied 3-3 going oh, on. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Two minutes left. Can't trust this Islanders team. I've been, <laughs> I've been saying. We are out of here for the night. We will be back tomorrow. Eric and Megan back on the show. Maybe talk a little bit of Hall of Fame action. I don't know what they'll do on that show, but... Uh, yeah, you guys have fun. We shall see. <laughs> I'm not going to be on it, so yeah. you guys have fun. Uh, but we appreciate all y'all hanging out with us late night as we do. We'll see you on the 2 p.m. show tomorrow. Until then, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>
Y'all silly like the mayor. 